The evil of corruption reaches into every corner of the world. Corruption lies at the heart of the most urgent problems we face. Welcome to Confidential Brief, where Chad Thomas takes you into the stories behind the issues facing our society. Confidential Brief is proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing. I don't know about you, but I sometimes feel that the world has left me behind. It, it seems like we're living in in one strange computer game. We hear about flags that are going to be bought for 22 million rand. We hear about sports teams that are going to be sponsored for a billion rand. America sending up jets to shoot down balloons and tigers prowling in our very own backyards. I don't know what's going on. Today... In a couple of minutes, I'm chatting to Guy Milchrist, and it's going to be a very interesting conversation because Guy is a president of a motorcycle club, and that is not the kind of person you'd expect to have such an interest in these different affairs that are taking place. The world is changing around us, and let me tell you this, it takes all types to try and make sense of it. I'd like to remind you the views expressed on the show are not necessarily those of Chai FM. Confidential Brief is proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing. Famous authors like uh, Ernest Hemingway, Hunter S. Thompson all spent time with motorcycle groups wanting to find out how they ticked. The Wild Bunch was a life-changing movie for so many. Sonny Barge's interviews in the 60s and the 70s are stuff of absolute legend. When one looks to the biker community, one sees a group of men that are together, almost like a family, but they often regarded as outlaws. So when I was going through all the social media reports regarding the killing of a, a tiger in Walkerville, and then more recently another tiger that was on the loose in Edenvale, I was pleasantly surprised, somewhat shocked, but more pleasantly surprised to see Guy Milchrist, the president of the 45s, making an impassioned plea to people. Um, regarding exploitation and harm to animals. And that's why we're talking today. They have a massive ride coming up um, in a couple of weeks' time, which we're going to chat about. But I want to find out what makes a motorcycle club president tick and why he's taken such an interest. Guy, a very good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Chad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And thank you so much for joining us today. Guy, you've taken up um, a story where you are, are basically the voice for an animal. And I see a lot of people are now following what you've had to say in respect of Sheba. And there's even a ride that's been arranged. Why your interest particularly in Sheba? Well, you see, firstly, I am, I'm a, I'm an animal lover. Got a soft spot in my heart for animals and children. And, you know, at the end of the day, I got, I got a big mouth. As everybody knows, I'm very loud. I'm very boisterous. So if I can use my, loud voice and everything to help benefit the animals or the children, whatever it is, that's that's what I can do and that's what I will use to do it. So we've seen over the years they have the annual toy run. We see a lot of charity supported by um, the different biking clubs, the biking community as a whole. Even military veterans are supported by the different um, motorcycle clubs in this extended community. But you've taken a special interest now in respect of the exploitation of big cats. Why the big cats? You know, the thing is, um, I know quite a few of these big cats are being kept in people's houses, 
And it's all just, as far as I'm concerned, and it's my personal opinion, that uh, people are using them to boost their egos or whatever the case may be. But, you know, you take a, a domestic cat. Any any cat owner will tell you that they have to leave a window open so the cat can roam. And uh, now you're taking a cat that grows up to a 100 times the size of your domestic cat and putting it in a cage. And, you know, the trauma that that cat goes through watching the people walk past his cage up and down all day, every day, and things like that. It must be very traumatic for the cat, too. And, you know, people say, yeah, but they spent money fixing their house up for the cat and this and that. You know, people take that money, take that cat, take it to a sanctuary, all right, go and adopt a cat at the sanctuary, but you leave it there. And you can go and visit it, you can feed it, you can do whatever you want. But it's got a bigger ground to play on and things like that. And that's what it needs. To keep a cat like that in captivity is cruel. It really is just downright cruel. Why the lawlessness? We're seeing people that they don't seem to care that their actions can impact on others. And it lands up being the animal, the innocent. Because you and I had a conversation before we entered air. Animals are innocent. They're naive. They don't come in to be malicious like humans. Then the animals land up suffering. And you made a valid point. You spoke about egos. Do you think egos is the biggest problem here? Yes, it is. I honestly believe, and you'll see a lot of celebrities on that keep these exotic pets. So what happens is people see this on TV or on anything, and then they decide, well, if I get a big cat, I can fall in the same category. So it is, it's just a big ego boost. And to use a poor animal to boost your own ego is, is selfish. It really is. And you know the problem that I see, and the reason why I, uh, I jumped on top of this is, um, in, in the Cape and in KwaZulu-Natal, there are legislations and everything in place to own a big cat or to keep a big cat on your property. Up here in Gauteng, there is absolutely nothing. It is more difficult for you to go and adopt a dog from the SPCA than it is for you to keep a big cat in your house in a suburb, suburban area. And it makes no sense to me. It, 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 it makes zero sense because we have to remember you made the distinction between a domestic cat and a, and a big cat. The big cats still have that wild instinct. Yes, sure. But, you know, the problem comes in then when the cat reacts on his wild instinct, then the cat's at fault. But it's not actually, you know, and then I had somebody else arguing with me the other day telling me, yeah, but Walkerville is uh, small holdings or, you know, better known as plots or whatever. Yeah, I know, I agree with you 100% it is, but it's that there's still human <laughs> people living there. So you can't put these cats there because the cats are going to do what they do naturally. And especially if they're scared, they will attack. So you take a cat, you put it in a suburb, and then when it does something, then it's the cat's fault. No, 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 no. It's the human's fault. You're 100% right. You're listening to Confidential Brief. My name is Chad Thomas in conversation with Guy Mulcrest. We'll be back straight after this. Confidential Brief is proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing. The tiger story is everywhere in the news, and it turns out that this is not the first tiger to have escaped. There's been several cases over the last couple of years. And an organization that one wouldn't have expected to take up the baton and to fight for the rights of these big cats is a motorcycle group known as the 45s. And we are honored today to be chatting to their national president, Guy Mulchrist, about this 
I wouldn't say phenomena, but this this very strange turn of events where people are looking after animals, and I don't know if I can even use the word looking after. They've got these animals that shouldn't be in that environment. And we're in a country where lions are bred for their bones, um, lions are bred for petting zoos. When the petting is over and the lion's too, too old, it gets sent back and then it gets bred for either canned hunting or again for its bones. And we're living in a country where see, people seem to have lost their morality. And it takes a biker group to give people that sense of direction. Guy, for you coming into this, you've, you've decided you're going to have a ride in honor of Sheba. Tell us a little bit more about the thinking behind this and who you're trying to target to, to, to identify as, as needing to be more knowledgeable about a subject that most people have little to no knowledge of. Well, Chad, you know, um, I'm trying to reach out to everybody, but, um, there's a, there's a, a big cat foundation known as Four Paws who also need quite a bit of help. I believe that the authorities themselves also need to uh, become more aware of how many tigers there are actually living in the suburbs because it is becoming a, a bit of a problem as we can see. You know, um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not an expert on cats, but common sense tells me they don't belong there, you know. And as bikers, bikers normally make, as we always say, we make a noise, we make loud pipes, saves lives. So the bikers can always pull together and pull a whole lot of people together to try and, I want to, I want to get a legislation passed at least, even if we start small, but we need to get some kind of rules in place for these cats. They got to do some kind of checks and uh, things like that before you're allowed to have one. You know, at the end of the day, um, you'll always have people with these cats, whether it's legal or not, because that's just uh, the way the world is. But uh, it's it's just something that I'm very, very, very uh, close to is the animals, and I'm not happy that they that they actually killed that poor cat. Well, for me, I must be honest. The fact that you're giving a voice through the biker community that you've arranged this 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 ride and it's going to be a big ride we're going to chat more about it just now it's giving a voice from an unexpected quarter to animals that people don't actually think about when we when we hear the shock and horror stories of these farms where canned hunting takes place or the fact that there's a massive trade in in lion bones we all shocked and horrified but we don't realize that our neighbors may be keeping a cat. And it's actually legal, but I think it's immoral. It is immoral. But as you say, when you hear about these uh, cats that are being killed for their bones and everything, everybody's in shock. But who does anything about it? Nobody, Nobody does a single thing about it. Everybody says, oh, that's not good. Wow. Okay, turn the page. You know, so now I'm taking a stand. And I'm going to make sure that we are heard. And I want to make sure that these tigers and these lions are heard as well. But that's why you're here today, because you've taken the stand. And it's a stand, like I said, from an unexpected quarter. And for me, it's it's amazing. Because we're now going to see a difference. Because let's be realistic. Let's be honest here. There's a There's a massive misconception about bikers out there. But if you want to see something happen and you see bikers coming down the road... People take notice. The media takes notice. And hopefully those that are going to write the legislation takes notice. So tell us a little bit more about this ride. Well, you see, um, it will be on Sunday, the 26th of February. 
Uh, we're all going to meet at the engine blockhouse on the R59, southward bound. Um, I've a, I'd advise people to be there from about 9.30 because we'll be riding out at 10.30 sharp. We will then go towards the Walkerville Agricultural Showgrounds. Okay, we'll have... Uh, at the showgrounds, I know Mr. Larry Weinstein has come on board with Boxing 5. He's going to have a couple of uh, of his world champion boxers putting on exhibitions for us, okay, which is great entertainment. We'll have live music. We'll have uh, all kinds of vendors and everything. And everything there just to raise uh, money for uh, four paws, firstly, and also to raise awareness. And uh, the more people I can get behind us, the the bigger we can stand and the bigger noise we can make. And we all know when you make a noise, things happen. Well, the, you know what? I'm going to be leaning on you going forward for causes because when it comes to what you're standing for today, you're standing for animals, you've mentioned children, and I know that there's a lot of um, biker communities that support veterans Those are things that are close to a lot of people's hearts And those are the people that are forgotten And the animals that are forgotten And you're giving them a voice And to me that's very important You know the thing is um, If you have a look And I'm not trying to be nasty towards anybody else But 80% of the of the big charity things Happen from bikers Bikers do and we do We Not just my club I'm talking about all bikers throughout the country we we do we we do a lot of work for charity. We look after the children. I mean, we go to the we go to the shelters, we go to the squatter camps. We feed them. We do whatever we can because there's enough of us to make a difference, you know. And if each biker puts down a five rand or a ten rand, you know, there's enough bikers in the country to feed an entire squatter camp or an entire home for a week, and that's what we try and do. And bikers generally, you see, with bikers, bikers uh, join the biking community and uh, we ride together because we're one big family. Um, some of us didn't have families when we were growing up. Some of us had families, but they were the black sheep, uh, you know, however it is. But at the end of the day, in the biking community, it doesn't matter what patch you wear. At the end of the day, you ride bike, you're there for the same cause, and that's it. We all won. You know, so we're all one happy family, and so we pull together, we help other families that are less fortunate, and that's the way we give back. We're going to take a break, we're going to listen to a song chosen by um, Guy. Not surprising, it takes into consideration the topic of today's discussion as well as boxing. And when we come back after the break, I want to chat more about what the biker community is doing for the less advantaged as well as animal rights in South Africa. Confidential Brief is proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing. You're listening to Confidential Brief live on 101.9 FM throughout Johannesburg. If you're joining us, I'm in conversation with Guy Mulcrest, the national president of the 45s Motorcycle Club. Why do you think bikers have this outlaw-type reputation? You know what? People see us on our bikes. We come past them. We're wearing our leathers. A lot of us, we walk around. We got a beer in our hand. We got this. And yeah, we, we, we break the law now and then, obviously. But it's always been like it, you know, in the, in the early 
50s, 60s, the, the bikers, especially in, in America, were known as outlaws. And it's just a stigma that's been attached to us. But those guys, they were looking for that sense of camaraderie they'd lost after World War II and the Korean War. They were looking for that excitement. They couldn't fly the jets anymore. They couldn't storm the beaches. They didn't have that sense of brotherhood, and they were feeling lonely. And I think a lot of them had PTSD, and they found each other. But you see, also, it wasn't just that. The fact is, when they came back from the war, they couldn't get jobs or anything because uh, the country was dead set against the war, and then now all of a sudden they were the enemy. After they'd gone over and, and, and fought and put their lives on the line for their country, they come back, and now they're the enemy. I mean... Uh, what would you do? And we see that a lot in South Africa now. We've got this generation, say 50 to 70 of guys that didn't necessarily want to serve. They had to serve. It was compulsory. And now these guys are, are reuniting. They're meeting up with friends that shared that because their families don't understand what they may have gone through on the border. They don't understand what conscription was about. And I'm seeing a lot more veterans joining biker groups for that sense of camaraderie and brotherhood. You know what, it is, it is definitely you're 100% right for the camaraderie and brotherhood. I mean, uh, you know, guys come back from the war, they, they've literally put their life in, in somebody else's hands, you know, so they form a bond with that person. And they come back and then all of a sudden they go back into society. And not. So biking, biking is one big brotherhood. And, uh, you know, you, you join a club. Well, take me, for example. I mean, uh, I started the 45s. And uh, I've, take, I've taken a bunch of strangers, if you want to put it that way, put them together. And I've created a big family and a happy family. And my guys, are, my guys don't, don't leave each other. They are together every day of every week. You know, it's, it's, it really is a big brotherhood, and uh, I'm very proud of my members. And it's not like the movies portray or the or the TV programs like Sons of Anarchy where people are fighting the whole time. I think there's more <laughs> coming together of the different clubs and actually fighting against each other. You know what? Yes, uh, 100%. You know, with the movie The Sons of Anarchy, I, I watched it actually, and it was it was quite entertaining for me. Because what they portray there is nothing as to what it really is as a biker. You know, obviously they've got to elaborate on the amount of killings and the amount of prostitutes and the amount of this and that just to, to sell the movie. You know what I mean? And it, it was, it was, it was a good movie for a laugh. But at the end of the day, you know, um, it's, it's really not like that. You don't wake up and kill 10 oaks before breakfast and then, uh, you know, <laughs> it's not like that. I promise you. So today's conversation has been centered around what bikers have been doing to give back. And while we're off air, you chatted to me about the time the bikers came together to ride against farm murders. And an astronomical figure of, of riders came together. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, there was that uh, time when we were going through where there were so many of these uh, farm murders going on and everything. And the bikers stood together and did a, a ride out to uh, Pretoria. And uh, in total, going through the toll gates that th those days, that was only through the toll gates on that day was forty six thousand bikers, you know, and that's that, that's a big stand, and that made an impact, you know. Nobody can say that uh, they didn't see what was going on, and yeah, that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to do the same thing for the for the cats, you know. And I think that's what's so very important is people forget that there's this community that they don't know much about. 
And this community is made up of businessmen, it's made up of retirees, it's made up of veterans, it's made up of youngsters finding themselves, yet it's a community that brings so many different skills to the table and can make such a difference. And if people can get beyond their their preconceptions, which could actually be misconceptions about biking, and actually embrace what these people are doing, they can find partners in the war against um Child abuse, animal abuse, farm killings, and so much more. You know, you know, Chad, you're 100% right there. Um, the biking community is made up of a whole lot of different people. I mean, I've got a school teacher in, in my club. You know, I myself am a motor mechanic by trade. You know, I've got uh, another guy that does metal work. You know, I've got a car salesman in my job. I've got it, it's all walks of life, you know, and everybody comes together. But at the end of the day, we all believe in the same thing, you know. And uh, it's all about the love of the bike and the brotherhood and the camaraderie. We're talking to Guy Milchrist today about the ride for Sheba that's going to be taking place on the 26th of Feb. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more details about the ride and a little bit more insight into the biker world, what Guy can tell us. We'll be back straight after this. Confidential Brief is proudly brought to you by Rubber Roofs, the trusted name in roof waterproofing. You're listening to Confidential Brief live on 101.9 FM throughout Johannesburg, streaming worldwide on chaifm.com. I'm in conversation today with Guy Mulcrest. It's been fascinating. We're chatting about the upcoming ride for Sheba. Um, if you haven't been watching the news or you haven't been on social media, Sheba is the tiger that they say was euthanized. I say she was killed in cold blood simply for being a tiger. And because people, as Guy so aptly pointed out, have egos, there's a lot of big cats out there that may land up in a very similar position to Sheba. But Guy wants to change that, and he wants to change that through awareness. Tell us again about the ride on the 26th, and tell us what makes your voice stand out. You see, Chad, what makes my voice stand out is, uh, you know, me, I, I, I can pretty much say whatever I, I like. I don't have to worry about a corporate environment or... You know, corporate world telling me, yeah, you can't say this, you can't say that. You know, and uh, my voice is loud. I'm very well known in the biking community. So I do have a lot of following. And, uh, you know, I just say things as I see it. And uh, I don't sugarcoat anything, you know. It's, uh, it's black or white. And uh, keeping tigers as pets, definitely wrong. You said to me that... The way it is with you is you don't have to worry about other people's opinions. If you want to stand on your so, uh, on your soapbox, you can do it, and you want to make the most use of your voice. Do you find that this is what we should all be doing? You know, some people could call it civil activism. I call it taking a stand. Well, you know, yes, it is taking a stand, and uh, that's what everybody should do, you know. But people people tend to um, give in and uh, maybe. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They they, they tend to 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 shy away from taking their their ground. You said just now they'll turn the other page. They will. They'll turn the other page because they don't want to. They want to make a noise. They don't want people to say, "Ah, oh, there's that person again," and he's making. To- hey guys, I make a noise all day, every day. That is what I do. I was born with a loud voice, and my loud voice will be used to to help those that cannot speak for themselves. We've got a message coming on the socials here to please remember um, the shelters and the SPCAs. Kempton Park in particular is running short on food. Please, if you guys can do something for the animals, do that. And if you 
not a biker, but you own a bike, and you maybe don't even own a bike, you own a car, and you want to go through to the Walkable Showgrounds, that's great. But the 26th of Feb is, is a stand against animal exploitation, and it's going to be a mass ride that takes place in the south of Johannesburg, all the way to Walkable, to the showgrounds, and Guy's going to explain to you how you can perhaps be a part of that and what they aim to achieve on that day. Well, firstly, as you put it through there, it's not just for bikers. Okay, um, I initiated this thing as a biker because I have a lot of following in the biking community. But I'm reaching out to everybody, whether you're in a car, on an off-road bike, a four-wheeler, a quad bike, whatever it is. Even if you're on a bicycle and you're fit enough, come ride with us. You know, um, it's there. We're going to try and, like I said earlier, raise a bit of money for charity. And you were just saying now that uh, SPCA and places like that are also looking for donations. So you know what, guys, if you're coming through, bring a tin of dog food, a bag of dog food, a bag of cat food. Put it uh, put it down on the floor and let us uh, dish it out to the SPCA and that. Let's help not just the big cats, all animals. That's what I want. And, Guy, are you getting the support from the other biking groups? I am, yes. I'm getting a lot of support from the other biker clubs, um, which is actually very nice. Um, you know, the thing is we, we do, and as I said to you, us bikers, we stand together. So when one does something, we back him and we, if it's a, you know, if it's a good thing and like this, everybody will stand together. It's called brotherhood. I think for me, what's so fascinating is you, you spoke about the perceptions people have of bikers and they think chaos. They think anarchy. But it's actually a very well-structured and organized group of individuals. You know what happens, uh, and um, it is, it's very well-structured, and it's very, if you want to put it, military-based, uh, you know I mean? You know, it's like, or even, even in a business, you know, you've got your CEO, which will be your national president, then you've got uh, your, 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 your uh Directors and everything Which will be your council And things like that So it all does fall into the same kind of thing So we do have structure It's not just chaos Okay There are rules Every every set of, every club has a set of uh, rules And a code of conduct So it's not just mayhem And uh, make noise And fight And break things For you Do you think that some of the objectives you set out over the years within the biking community, taking cognizance of what's happening around us, we've got a lot of child abuse, we've got a lot of drug abuse, we've got a lot of animal exploitation. Have you seen the bikers making a difference and yes. can they make more of a difference? Yes, I definitely have seen the bikers making a difference. And yes, we can make more of a difference. You know, the thing is, um, as you mentioned earlier, the toy run and things like that. It's been going on for many years. But, you know, if you have a look, there's a lot of bikers that go out and they support. Each, each bike club might have their own charity that they look after and things like that, which is a lot more than that I can say than any other uh, organization. I'm not trying to be nasty towards anybody, but I challenge anybody else to come up and do the same as what bikers do for the community. It's true that, and I think for me, having you on air today was so vitally important because people can talk, people can have an opinion, but without knowing more, 
It's just that. It's an opinion. And people need to actually speak from a perspective of knowledge. I've learned a lot today about the biking community, and I've also learned a lot over the years seeing them involved. The most, the most famous event obviously being the kids' toy run every year, but we're seeing them becoming far more vocal. And I think that's what's important. You made that point, and I, I love it. You said people will see something and they'll think about it for a second and they'll turn the page. How do we stop them turning the page, Guy? We uh, stop them from turning the page by making a noise, okay, and showing them that actually standing up for what you believe in is the right thing. Might not always be the easiest thing, but it's definitely the right thing. And you know, guys, uh, you can't always just uh, shut your eyes and hope the, the thing gets better. You need to make sure that you yourself do it yourself. I mean, yo, Come to me with a problem that like everybody does. And a lot of people phone me and they got an issue. And then I make the noise because that's who I am. But I can't do it alone. And I need a lot of support. Guy Mulchrist, president of the 45s. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. One thing I learned today about Guy is that, and I did, I actually got to learn something from a biker. I got to find out, and you're going to be shocked and surprised as hell, is that his favorite artist growing up was none other than Prince. So in a couple of minutes after the ads, we're going to play out with Prince. If you enjoyed today's show, it will be uploaded to our website. That's highfm.com. I'll also be uploading it onto our social media page, Confidential Brief Radio Show. Should be up in the next hour or so. There'll be repeats of the show during the course of the week as well as on Sunday. And uh, if you can, please support the 45s um, as they take on this this terrible situation of exploitation of big cats. Join them on the 26th of February. All the details are on their Facebook pages. Look out for the 45s Motorcycle Club. My name is Chad Thomas. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back same time, same place next week.